crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can set himself on fire? Right. Are you blind? <laughs> and she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna quit! I'm All right, put it. down my resignation! Bro, and you're a better toilet <laughs> fixer than we <laughs> Welcome to JRR News for January 18th, 2018. I am one of your hosts, Robert Burry, joined as always by John Lee. How you doing? And Rowan Spears Floyd. Yo! And we actually have a special guest this week, Josh Espasanen. Hey, how's it going? Um... Each week we come together, we talk about the movie news for the week. Um, you can always check us out at JRR Talk Show on SoundCloud. And you can also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash JRR Talk Show. Um, this week we have a guest with us, Josh from Imaginerds. Um, before we get started with the news, tell us a little bit about your website. Yeah, uh, so we are a YouTube channel primarily, uh, and we're a Disney fan YouTube channel. Uh, with a Pacific Northwest flair. Um, was very uh, inspired by the recent spike in the online Disney community. And being a Disney fan, it was really interesting seeing all of the things coming out in the Disney fan culture specifically uh, and just what the fans have done embracing the, the company's legacy and all that. Uh, and so we make videos of uh, talking about our favorite movies, um, talking about Disney style, Disney inspired recipes and crafts and all these different things. Uh, yeah, so you guys have a pretty wide range of stuff from just like, I like your series where you just show people cause you were an animator yourself, mm -hmm. how to draw just like, you know, yeah. famous Disney characters and stuff like that and go through different things. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so as Rowan comes back, we will get into our first news story. Uh, we have six news stories this week. Ugh. News story. Number one. Why Disney's Last Jedi mind trick isn't working in China. So this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Star Wars Last Jedi suffered one of the worst second-wing declines in the Chinese box office has ever seen. The film's debut of $28.7 million was uh, already viewed as disappointing, but a 92% plummet in to just $2.4 in Weekend 2 was arguably alarming. Rough. Pretty nuts. Yeah, it's... <laughs> for like a movie that's like... It's not doing terribly, but like critically in, with the fans and like, like it's not doing the best uh, meeting in the middle with a lot of people. But like, it's one of those things where like that's a shame to hear. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need to hear that for the Star Wars franchise right now. I'm not surprised though. I'm, I'm a, I'm surprised about the number. Yeah, I'm not surprised that it wasn't as popular. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised with just like thinking about. Like, when you think about it in scope of, like, the World of Warcraft movie, which <laughs> blew up in China, and basically, like, they made it make enough money that it would get multiple sequels, even though it didn't do great here. It's just surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit on the show of just, like, China's foreign films for them are weird, because they're always, like, high animated films, like, lots of CGI, lots of action, little plot, because it's easier mm -hmm. to, like, you don't have to worry about translation issues, and also just it's what they're looking for, right? And also just I think that Star Wars having a very like anti-imperial and like anti-government yeah. uh, mm -hmm. thread for a country that right now is gamifying their social media to give their citizen <laughs> status symbol. Like, That's true. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. When you're talking about rebellion and resistance against that kind of stuff, uh, uh, yeah, 
yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting, too, um, part of the article. As many have pointed out, a large uh, part of Star Wars struggles in China stem from the fact that the original three films never received a wide release in the country. Um, and so it's they've... Or me and John were talking about this earlier. It's like, oh, hey, you guys want to see this uh, part two of this eight, you know, movie Harry Potter series? Do I need to see the other ones? Nah, <laughs> no, <why laughs> you'll, you'll get it. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you won't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many books are there? Seven. How many movies are there? eight? Oh, okay, that's that. That makes that sense. That makes sense, that makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was just an interesting thing for them. It's the Chinese uh, film market is always just very strange. Yeah, I think the top grossing U.S. film there right now is. Fate of the Furious. Which is an incredible movie. It is, so. it is a feel good movie of the year. Yeah, yeah and it's interesting with uh, where they, because they, after two weeks, aren't airing it anymore. They've pulled it from all the theaters. Right. And so it Rough. puts it with Valerian, City of a Thousand Worlds, and Geostorm, as far as like that's where it's ranked. It's 50th for China for the year. <laughs> that seems pretty nuts. Uh, second news story, Leonardo DiCaprio to star in Quentin Tarantino's new movie. So this is from Deadline. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio has said yes to starring Quentin Tarantino's new movie, which will reteam actor and director from 2012's Django Unchained. Uh, the new film, Tarantino's ninth as director, was scooped by Sony and already has an August 9th, 2019 release. Um, the deal is expected to close soon, and this will become DiCaprio's first film since he won the Oscar for Revenant. Yeah, it's gonna be the it's the Charles Manson film, right? Like yeah. it's one of those things where like, no, Leonardo DiCaprio is Charles Manson. Like, yeah, totally. He can do all sorts of faces, man. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he can play all sorts of different kinds of crazy. Even crazy and seductive at the same time. I think it's crazy, like, because it'll be his first movie since The Revenant. I mean, it he, seems like a pretty long break for him. I mean, The Revenant probably just beat that heck out of him man just like i mean and it's also one of those things where he's probably always trying to find those oscar worthy movies because he hadn't won an oscar and then he won it's like "Ah, i really don't need to do anything anymore (laughs) take a break you know like crack open a cold one you know (laughs) lay it it back yeah Yeah. i mean also it's i guess it's not too surprising that they're teaming up because tarantino usually always works with actors he's worked with before yeah he he forms a team and really likes it is this uh tarantino's last movie his Quote, quote unquote, unquote yeah, last yeah. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the one he says he's retiring with so that's an interesting one too um just in that uh news story number three paddington 2 is the fourth film to score 100 percent on rotten tomatoes with over 100 views so this is from slash film uh the year has just begun but one film has already netted the coveted best reviewed film of the year classification paddington 2 the film currently has 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes with 196 positive reviews. This makes Paddington 2 the second family film in history and the fourth film overall to remain at 100% with over 100 reviews. Uh, and with Lady Bird being one that recently got it, Toy Story 2, and then Man on Wire were the other ones that got 100%. That's just nuts. Right? <laughs> Toy Story 2. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the first one. I yeah, think. that was like a, that was the biggest deal too when Lady Bird, because Toy Story 2 is the first one since I guess it was the first it one. It was the first one. Yeah. And they were making a big deal about that. That surprises me as a fan of Disney <laughs> that Toy Story 2 got yeah. <laughs> that score. Yeah. It's just it's so weird. And I I'm wondering what it is with these sort of like like you look at these, I don't I you're looking at these and it's just like what do they have in common? What do they have in common? <laughs> right? right? Like, Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Other, <laughs> other than that, like, none of them are, like, necessarily, like, 
you know, like they most of them <laughs> don't have violence or like mm. yeah. they, they're approachable films is one thing. Which one's a man on the wire? Man on the wire was the one like, where he walks uh, uh, across the two towers. Yeah, yeah. that was in two thousand eight. Twin Towers. That yeah, was, that was. I think that, this that is was the, the dock. The dock. Oh, not, yeah, that, that movie came out like two. Not or three the Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, 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 it, it was the original no, no, no. dock. That like, came good out. Lord. Yeah, no, that that movie was not that long ago. <laughs> that was like two, three years ago. Wow, that one was weird too because it was in production for a long time and hmm. wasn't didn't come out for a long time. It's so. How many of you have seen the first Paddington? I have. I have not. I have not. Neither have I. <laughs> so we have to go all the way to you for that. I don't. Is it... I just don't get it. Is it like, okay, is it like um, Stuart Little? It is kind of like Stuart Little. Okay. And I I like I like Stuart Little. Yeah, no, me too. I, I, I'm just trying to think of something that I can like compare it to. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm usually kind of turned off by movies that have live action actors with animated animals talking to them and interacting with them in a in a human way not an animal way uh but i don't know it seemed it seemed to work and it was just kind of charming and it wasn't slapstick which i i guess is the 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 reason it was different and a little little better than some of the other ones like the Oh, I don't know the Yogi Bear movie or something oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, you mean that cinematic classic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just Tim Blake's boo boo. That's what he was born for, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's definitely a cultural thing too. Like it's very big in Europe, mm-hmm. um, and so and it's got a lot of famous like European actors in it too. Because you've got um, yeah, God, this is the thing in this show. I just forget everyone's name every episode. He forgets our names too, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty regularly. What's the guy who's in um, <laughs> Bridget Jones something? <laughs> Bridget Jones' Diary. Bridget Jones' Diary. I, I know that. But I'm trying to. Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Are you sure you're talking about Hugh Grant? Yeah. No, maybe I'm not. No, you're not. I don't think you are. Um, who am I talking about? Are you thinking of Colin Firth? Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie? No. I don't know who I'm talking about. Whoever the main actor Hugh in Paddington Bonneville. is. Wasn't he no, also in Paddington? Wasn't what? he also in Stuart Little? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I think he was the dad in Stuart Little. <laughs> huh? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Wait, we're way off. No, no, no. no. Who whoever, thinking? I'm, ta- I'm thinking of whoever is the main actor in Paddington. Too. I'm looking at the Paddington. Is that, is that him? <laughs> That's what I'm. I'm literally showing at. you the cast. I don't know what Paddington here is looking at. Um, it's just a. Uh, You've got uh, the guy. See, there's so many. I don't know. We're just going to move past yeah, this. Yeah, move past it, man. Get over it. Okay. Good job, Paddington, I can't, remember, I can't remember any. Yeah, yeah it's just crazy. Just destroyed our brains. <laughs> did it come out first uh, overseas? Of course it did. Yeah. yeah. It, came out, okay. it came out during the holiday season over there. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, new story number four. We now have an official synopsis for Solo, a Star Wars story. So this is from StarWars.com. Uh, it's a blog sounds post. legit. <laughs> it's from, it's from, that's what I, when I was looking it up, I was like, Star Wars.com? I was like, they post stuff there? All right. Uh, so this is from them. Here's where the fun begins. Uh, the official synopsis for Solo, a Star Wars story, was revealed today, offering some new details on the upcoming film. Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty is that what, mighty future yep. co-pilot, Chewbacca, and encounters the notorious gambler, Lando Calrissian. In a journey that is set uh in a journey 
What? In a journey that will set the course of one of the one of Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. Uh, comes out May 25th, 2018. There was literally nothing in there that's new. Right? <laughs> like oh, he's going to meet Chewbacca and Lando? <gasps> like, that's like literally the plot that we all knew and also none of us wanted. Yeah, right. I, I, I want Han Solo to be on like a desert planet attacked by Tusken Raiders and then like a cloaked figure saves him doing that, that crazy grr, grr, grr noise and it's Chewbacca. Let's recreate a new hope. <laughs> this movie seems so strange to me still. And it's only what, like four or five months away from coming out, yeah. right? And, and no, no trailer, no press, right? no nothing. No trailer, nothing. yeah. And even like They've no, no like, poster, even. Because and, and Force Awakens, we get it yeah. like a trailer a year before it comes right. out. Totally, <laughs> yeah. We've, oh, yeah, we've had. I mean, we've got some behind the scenes photos and a couple stills that Ron Howard. Yeah, we had that produced. one still of yeah. them all in the ship, and then we like together. A, a lot of like weird. But that was like a long BTS time ago. of like the crew out in like weird like post-apocalyptic looking ruins and it's like okay so what are we watching <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like they just probably are still trying to get through the post-production on this they're probably just cramming right now I mean, you still got the reshoots you still got donald glover like trying to like say like oh no guys production's fine like everything about the movie is fine don't worry about it like yeah. that was like a week ago a week or two ago and it's like god and we still don't got anything <laughs> from yeah like, it'll be interesting because they did they do a ton of reshoots once? Yeah, there was a ton of reshoots once when, uh, Ron, Howard. Ron Howard came on. I just hope this isn't... Um, Is it coming out before or after the Infinity War? Before. It's before. Because uh, mm -hmm. Infinity War... That's a summer. Oh, wait. It might be after. Um, Infinity War is uh, May. It's in May. It's in May. Yeah. That seems crazy for them to have both of those. And also, so... Because the reason I was going to ask is I was wondering if the trailer was going to drop with Infinity War, but if they're both in May, that's <laughs> yeah, not they, a good idea. They, they, yeah, right. So is the trailer going to drop with, like, Black Panther? Maybe. that be That makes sense, because that's coming out pretty soon. Black May Panther 4th. comes out next month. May 4th. May 4th is for Avengers. War. So wait, they're, they're releasing <laughs> yeah. Avengers on May 4th and Han Solo movie on the 20th. Disney's going to be busy this year, man. But, like, <laughs> May yeah, we still 4th. <laughs> Why would you not oh, yeah. release it on oh, May? Oh, if I remember, that's super funny. <laughs> if I remember correctly, last year May fourth is when Valerian came out, right. and it's like this is come weird. on, you have, yeah, you have like <laughs> wow, that's that's super strange. Wow, <laughs> that seems <laughs> that seems like a big oversight. Somebody messed up. <laughs> How do you not do that? How do you not do that? If there's a do May fourth that's on a Friday, and you have a Star Wars movie that's coming out that literally three weeks later. Oh, <laughs> it's been weird since they don't have well since Disney kind of realizes they don't have China's backing with Lisa Star uh, Han Solo film it's like oh yeah they're not gonna how do you guys it. feel about that like oh, like Disney are you worried about that like I, I, I don't like, think anything worries Disney though not with Star honest. Wars like we do enough for Star Wars that no they don't care about any other territory <laughs> like even with like people really having a lot of backlash against uh Whatever the last one I can't. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. It's oh, still, it still was number one. In, Why do you, you know, post this show? I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I need to have just like every name of every actor up on we'll like a, a board. whiteboard. Yeah, so I just remember. Um, yeah, that just May the 4th. Come on, guys. Uh, moving on with some more Disney uh, news in our fifth story, which is very short. <laughs> James Gunn says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming in 2020. 
Twitter. Official James Gunn Twitter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is like this is. I was thinking about that. I was like, eh, do I put this on here or not? I think this is a really just like another um, kind of more proof that Disney's just on top of it as far as like when their stuff is coming out. When you think about like Marvel versus DC, like they're planning 2020. Like they've already got movies lined up, even with really like Infinity War being their big, you know, what they've been building up to for so long. And them still like planning for other things. Like they still have a plan. It's not like, oh no, we don't know what to do after Infinity War. Like they're already they're already past that. Mm-hmm. I just think it's super interesting. So what you're telling me is that none of the Guardians of the Galaxy are gonna die in the Infinity War movie. Well, I mean, maybe. Most I mean, of like them you don't need die. the whole Guardians. Of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the Guardians might they, change. They keep adding more. You know, they That's you know true. they kill the Andu immediately after. I don't know. <laughs> It'll just be Rocket Raccoon by the yeah. end of Infinity War. He's going to have to lead the next Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd be happy it was just a bunch of Groots, you know, just like yeah. dressed up as yeah, everybody. Yeah, you find like you know? a Groot planet. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Groots dressed up as the other Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'd see that. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. It has my money. Right. Yeah, I mean, Guardians, I don't know, I wasn't a huge fan of the last one. Yeah, but I would nice. still like, I still have faith in James Gunn. Because um, as far as like, the look was still there and it was still like fun. It just like, as far as the characters, it just felt like they took a step back mm-hmm. you know, from the first movie. And the soundtrack also wasn't my favorite either no. compared no. to the first well, one. There was just so many good, like, I don't know. There were so many good songs in the first one. There mm-hmm. was like two in this one. I was like, all right. I liked the, the intro song yeah. when it's Groot dancing around. Like that was cool. But everything else was mm-hmm. like, I feel like you're trying too hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sixth and final news story for the day. Flash standalone film taps directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. This is from Variety. Spider-Man Homecoming scribes John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are in negotiations to direct Flashpoint, the Flash standalone movie starring Ezra Miller. The studio had initially courted Ben Affleck to return to the director's chair, but he passed on the gig. By tapping Daly and Goldstein, the studio seems to eye a comedic tone for the film, given the duo's directing background on movies like Vacation and the upcoming Game Night starring Jason Bateman. The two are no strangers of the comic book world, having penned the script to smash hit Spider-Man Homecoming, which they're also on the shortlist to direct. Flashpoint has been on hold since director Rick... Come on, man. Come on, you got Famu- it. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped away from the project. Uh, while looking for his replacement, the studio decided to take the script in a different direction. So once again, we have no idea what's going on in the DC Headline, universe. DC struggling. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> in other news, water is wet. Yeah, water is wet. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just like in the complete opposite. We've got you know, just Marvel just hitting on all cylinders, and DC just still struggling to get out of the gate. Like. <laughs> Because bef- like we talked about, the- did we talk about this last week? Where it was like the idea of like Flashpoint was supposed to like reset the universe because it was supposed to come out supposedly. early. Yeah, supposedly. supposedly. And now it's coming out after Aquaman, which now we have no idea what the Aquaman movie is going to even be like with DC switching to this whole more comedic tone. I wouldn't say comedic. Just well, I mean, <laughs> they are. That's that's what they're moving towards, especially with this. Like those two guys, the movies yeah, they've written, the, 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 and especially like with Homecoming, which like just jokes all over the place. Not most of them great, but. <laughs> right and even you know like this last you know whatever they wanted to call that team movie they made um that was trying to go in more comedic tone you know the one where all the heroes got together 
Justice Justice Pals The Super Friends movie? I get what you're doing We're being mean now I get it Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just like that's like you know, like really, really choice directors for you know this franchise. You know, it's vacation, so strange. Game night. Mm. It's so strange. Like, <laughs> yeah, they wrote Spider-Man: Homecoming, sure, and I just like, what did they? How did they? The smash hit Spider-Man: Homecoming, and it's like, it was really popular. It was super popular. Was popular. I did not. I was not a huge fan. I don't know about. I bought oh, it. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that it was, it was different than most of the Marvel films and had a pretty good twist to it. And I'm, I also just like Spider Man. Uh, I like Spider Man too, but I, I, I like half that movie. Half that movie felt like Spider Man. The other one, the other half, I just don't know who that was anymore. I just, yeah, the, all the high school stuff to me was strange. It was like, like, hey, like, you're like the like. What? How did it like? Just like the most loser nerd at like a like really like nerd school. Yeah, you go to a nerd school, so we're playing down how smart you are. Like you're poor, but we're not gonna like. You're like super smart, but unreliable, and that's yeah. what we're gonna make fun of you for. It's like, okay, all right. like all these all these things that made Peter Parker interesting were just not highlighted in that film, just to make him more. Relatable. Yeah, he was super cool the whole time, even though like uh, they were like making fun of him. I'm, I'm just saying in the sense of like if you were that age and like you were like they played him off as really cool the whole time. Like, because he was, like, the slacker kid. Like, they played him off as the cool kid. They played him off as what, uh, is it Brock? Is that his, like, nemesis? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock Mm. is in the first, in the first Tobey Maguire one, where he's, like, (laughs) kind of, like, almost like the, you know. He's the cock of the walk. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's the one that goes against the grain kind of thing. It's like, no. (laughs) No. He's just super whiny. Just super whiny Spider-Man movie. Yeah. All the action was great. And I I really, really liked uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. Michael Keaton was great in that movie. Yeah, and like I was, was kind of worried about just the vulture in general and making that into a modern. <laughs> yeah, film. he's a strange one to pick, but yeah, he kills it. Well, it's yeah. like it's like we're hey, uh, you know the villain of the movie is gonna be the vulture. Wait, doesn't Iron Man exist in this in mm-hmm. this like movie and like this franchise? Yeah. Well, couldn't any the one of the Avengers just stop the vulture? Like, I don't, like... no, 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 no. <laughs> way no, too no, busy. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, at least in that, like, he's pretty low key as the vulture. Oh yeah, yeah. Until like, yeah, the... and like that how they play that out is really great. But yeah, yeah. I just always like. I just his his like like fall into villainy was kind of like, all right, I guess. Oh, I thought it was like fine. I liked it. I just. <sighs> It becomes weird now because Marvel's so name dropping in every movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, you know, it's the government, the Stark Corporation, and the Avengers, and blah, blah blah. It's like the first like five minutes of that. It's like, yeah, no, we know. Like we've watched the other Marvel movies, <laughs> we know what's going on. Like, oh, the attack on New York and all these different things. It's like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> like they're all the same universe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess- Although I, I feel, I feel like maybe they felt they felt like they had to do that with the Spider Man one because. Some audiences might be confused, like, wait, is this in the cinematic universe? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> They're really uh, just hammering it down. Which, which Spider-Man are we watching right now? <laughs> that's what fair. multiverse Spider-Man Which reboot is, is Spider-Man are we watching? <laughs> but, yeah. multiverse. Um, but back to Flashpoint real fast. I just think that, you know, DC is still... I feel like they're, they're like, listening to the critiques that people have of their films, and then they look at Marvel, see what Marvel's doing, and, like, scribbling on the wall of what they think is better, but it's, like, fundamentally... It's just like it's just poor structure and poor narrative. Well, I think they're almost listening too much to the audience in the sense of where they're like overcorrecting, right? Well, like it's the like, wrong way. You know, like I think a lot of times, like 
you know, when audience members are like, ah, oh, you're not doing as good as Marvel. Marvel's funny and enjoyable. You know, I like their, like, Hey, we could do that too. Their, their, their characters are humorous. And then you're like, well, actually what people are saying is that there's a tonal, the there's tone a tonal works, right. consistency and there's throughout a consistency, all the movies. And there's also characters are like, like for the most part, say for some major critiques about villains and sub characters in the Marvel universe, our main heroes tend to be like interesting dynamic characters that we know who they are. Yeah. And DC just doesn't seem to be able to like nail that down. Oh, no. Well, and that's like, they keep, like <laughs> everyone, like, cause everyone criticized like the dark nature of like man of steel. And so like they originally were like, Oh, we're doubling down on that when we do Batman vs Superman. But then like everyone like, you know, gave that movie a bunch of crap and it was like no like the is- the issue wasn't that it was dark it's that it was just like everyone was like just like their motives didn't make any sense like <laughs> right. the darkness of the movies and like superman killing zod at the end of man of steel wasn't the issue it was everything else setting up that and so they're like oh no people don't like the dark thing let's make it light and funny and so they have this weird when justice league comes out this weird half uh oh my god uh, Zack Snyder? Yeah, half Joss Whedon movie mm-hmm. that you have funny and the series still trying to like fight with each other the whole yeah. time, so it just mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. And now, oh man, Aquaman's going to be nuts. I want to know what that movie is. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Just the fact that James Wan is directing it, I don't so, care. Like, I'm just so interested like what it's, because we just don't know what it's going to be at this point. Yeah, it well. could be anything. <laughs> it could be a good Aquaman movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just Aquaman, just listing off facts about fish. And- yeah, it's just him hanging out. You <laughs> know? Like, so he sits in a lounge chair, puts on some reading glasses in front of a fire. Go, <laughs> Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> just reading from like a book. <laughs> Rock biter fish. <laughs> Puffer fish. Just like, <laughs> just, just flipping through pages. <laughs> just Jason Momoa. Yeah. This is really nice. Like really well like made Aquaman suit is doing that. <laughs> yeah, well. DC, they're on their own. Cool. <laughs> well, that was the news for this week. Uh, thank you for joining us for the news, Josh. Yeah. Um, uh, where can we find your guys' stuff? Uh, you can find us at youtube.com slash imaginards. Keep it simple for you guys. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. And that is where you can find us. Cool. Cool. cool, cool. Um, and as always for us, you can find us at facebook.com slash JRR talk show and soundcloud.com slash JRR talk show. We're also on TuneIn and iTunes. If you use those platforms instead. Cool. cool. Thanks folks. Good there guys. Bye.